Take This Seriously Media presents the Uncommon Truth Podcast, where what you do know by common knowledge can hurt you. We live in a world where a serious, intentional intellect leading the masses astray counts on you to follow along. Get the tools to equip yourself with the uncommon truth you need to not be taken by this intellect. Are you ready to take this seriously? This is episode four of our journey podcast series entitled Inception. In today's episode, we dive into the topic of Inception, a particularly effective and dangerous strategy of information warfare. We uncover and demystify the specifics of how this strategy could be manifested as a weapon against us. And it goes all the way to the top. This assault on our well-being through information is literally powered by principles from the Word of God, the very thing that we trust to stand as our primary defense against this weapon of information warfare. Let's dive in. This podcast is sponsored by Tyvee B Creations. Tyvee B Creations features a wide variety of creations and designs, from button earrings to fabric designs. Please be sure to visit their website and check out their newest journal designs on tyveeb.com. That's T-Y-V-E-E-B.com. This content is rated serious. The purpose of this podcast is to equip you with the tools to not be taken advantage of by those who understand the power of information but don't necessarily have our best interests. Please be sure to visit our website TakeThisSeriouslyMedia.com for free resources to further equip you with the uncommon truth you need. The uncommon truth. Information is fundamental to our very existence. This is true even at the molecular level. Think about our DNA, our genetic code. It is a digital information system defining the entire lifespan of millions of species and specifying our characteristic traits and features. Through genetics, information is transferred through each generation preserving lineage and heritage. But in terms of knowledge, our grasp of information is literally what allows us to function as human beings. From infancy through adulthood, we rely upon it and would not be able to survive without it. But here's the thing. Those who know best the power of information know that it can also be used against us. And because of the way in which we learn, human beings are particularly vulnerable. Like building a house, our brain automatically designates certain pieces of information as foundational. And any newly acquired information uses that foundation to build upon. This foundational knowledge called empirical knowledge, holds a special place in our heart because we use it as a reference point for whenever we encounter new information. This means we're emotionally attached to what we hold as empirically true. And it is this emotional attachment that those engaging in information warfare are counting on. Someone with malicious intent 
could implant their own contrived version of empirical reality into an individual and leverage that emotional attachment, especially in their decision-making. That is, they could plant a seed of information in, say, a child, while they're still developing their sense of empirical reality. And in the course of time, that seed planted becomes foundational and empirical truth to them, commanding an emotional attachment that can be used against them. Think about it. If an enemy could devise a weapon, a weapon that could create a true believer in their cause, a weapon that could turn people with conscious free will into people who consciously and freely choose to defend and support an agenda not their own, a weapon that could cause those people to even be willing to lay down their lives for the cause of their enemy, a weapon that could cause people to kill others while thinking they're doing God's service, then this weapon deserves a hard look. We're talking about the weapon of inception. When used effectively, this weapon has proven capable of predisposing the majority to serve the special interests of the few. It has proven capable of manipulating the masses without their conscious knowledge or consent. And it has proven capable of motivating and procuring the creation of an anti-God population. The Uncommon Truth. What exactly is inception? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines inception as follows, an act, process, or instance of beginning. But inception is more than that, especially from the perspective of information warfare. So this definition is not exactly what we're looking for. What we know is the word inception is similar to deception and conception, in that they all derive from the same root word, concept. And we know that a concept is simply a thought or idea. So this means each of these three words, conception, deception, and inception, must all have something to do with a thought or an idea. Now we're getting somewhere. So let's go down the list. A concept is a thought or idea. Conception is the process of forming a new concept. Deception is causing someone to believe a false concept, and that leaves us with inception. If you think about it, the word indoctrination is very similar to inception in that it carries the prefix in at the beginning and derives from a root word, which in this case is doctrine. The prefix in in indoctrination can be deduced to indicate the planting of a doctrine into an individual. So it would make sense that the prefix in of the word inception works exactly the same way. And based on this, we now have a definition for inception, which is the planting of a pre-existing concept into an individual's thought process with or without their knowledge or consent. And under the right conditions, these planted concepts can be cultivated over time through the confirmation of external signals, causing the creation of empirical truth. Successfully executed, inception causes the individual to hold a strong, emotional, irrationally biased connection to thoughts or ideas that are completely artificial and contrived by someone else. Consequently, the person becomes willing 
to persist at length to defend the merits of these implanted concepts, regardless of whether or not those concepts can withstand the scrutiny of solid opposing evidence. But here's the thing. The engine that powers inception is based literally on principles from the word of God. The Holy Scripture is explicit. It clearly states that since the time of Noah and the flood, and while the earth remains, seed time and harvest will never cease. And inception is all about planting the seed of a concept that is intended to grow into a harvest within an individual's thought process. It may take time and cultivation, but it is guaranteed to lead to a harvest according to scripture. And once that harvest is produced, it's difficult to impossible to successfully deprogram an individual taken emotionally by concepts wrought by inception and unplug them from the matrix. The uncommon truth. So what about you? Do you believe there's a possibility that you could have been a victim of inception at some point? Let's put this to the test. I'll start with a few easy questions first. What comes to your mind when I say solar system? Does an image of the planetary model magically appear consisting of nine spheres traveling in a circular orbit around the sun? Do you remember being tested on your ability to recite facts about the solar system in your science courses at school? Does the high number of Hollywood films referencing outer space and the solar system in their movie plots serve to confirm that the solar system is an accurate model? Do you seem to have an inclination to perhaps criticize or even ridicule anyone who mentions the words flat earth? Does the solar system represent something that you hold as empirical truth? Now I'll ask the hard questions. How did the concept of the solar system become part of your thought process, and where did you first encounter it? Was it a logical conclusion drawn through your observation of the world around you, or was it rather something that originated solely from a school textbook? Considering your observations, have you ever noticed how the sun's rays on a cloudy day shine in a downward triangular fashion? Doesn't that jive more with a flat earth model where a relatively small localized light source shines on a larger land area beneath it as in a light source from a street lamp onto the road? Also, consider what you know about the seven days of creation in the word of God. Do you think that the solar system is an important enough detail to at least be mentioned? And for those of us who believe the word of God to be absolutely true, how do you reconcile the concept of the solar system with what's recorded in the account of creation, where the sun and moon are described as cycling above the earth, opposed to the earth traveling around the sun? Do you find it difficult to acknowledge the merits of any opposing arguments to the solar system model? If you answered yes to most or all of the easy questions, and found it difficult to answer some of the hard questions. Chances are you have been victimized by information warfare through the weapon of inception. The uncommon truth. What is our defense against the weapon of inception? Unfortunately, the answer is not that simple. 
Remember, this is information warfare, similar to sowing and reaping. Information itself is fundamental to our existence, as well as fundamental to our ability to function in life. That's why the negative effects of inception can be so detrimental and lasting. Believe it or not, however, the Word of God anticipates the weapon of inception against us. In the Holy Scriptures, Jesus himself, or by his Hebrew given name, Yeshua HaMashiach, gives us the parable of the wheat and the tares. It's recorded in Matthew 13, starting at verse 24 for your reference, but it is summarized as follows. The kingdom of heaven is like a man sowing seeds of wheat in a field. But while he slept, an enemy came and sowed his own seeds, which were weeds, or tares, in the same field. After a while, the wheat sprang up, but along with the wheat, the tares sprang up also. The servants of the man who sowed the wheat questioned how those tares got there, and the man's response was unequivocal. He said, an enemy has done this. So the servants asked the obvious question, should they go and gather up the tares to get rid of them? And the response of the man who sowed the wheat was interesting. He said, no, gathering them would do more harm than good. Rather, let them grow together until harvest time, and he will give the reapers instructions on how to separate the wheat from the tares. So let's decode this parable. First of all, we're talking about the kingdom of heaven, which means God sees in his mind's eye certain intentions for mankind. Next, the man sowing the wheat represents God, the field represents you, and the enemy sowing the tares obviously represents the devil, or the system of darkness that contests God's pure intentions for mankind. Further, the seeds represent information, and obviously the seeds of wheat represent pure information concepts, while the seeds of the tares represent impure information concepts. Further still, the field offers no resistance to receiving tares. That is, from its standpoint, new information is information nonetheless, whether it be tare or wheat. So when the tares are cultivated and grow to become empirical truth to the person, the emotional attachment to those tares is very real. Therefore, it's not wise for a person driven by zeal to attempt to fix someone's problem, entering into an argument or debate and criticizing or discrediting what they believe to be true. This would do more harm than good. It's best to allow the tares to coexist with the wheat and trust God to properly remove the weeds of bad information from the field at harvest time. If you're like me, you are probably guilty of trying to get someone to see the light and to help someone understand how wrong they are, even to the point of arguing. But the parable is clear. We who believe we have the answer are free to coexist and present our perspective, but must allow God to open the eyes of others who we perceive are cultivating bad information. Remember, there's more at stake than simply being right. Particularly with inception, there's also a strong emotional connection to overcome that literally has nothing to do with the rationality of the information itself. It has become an unquestioned foundational truth to the individual, commanding an emotional attachment 
that they are willing to fight for. If perhaps that attachment is threatened, you as a fixer would risk wounding the individual at an emotional level, permanently damaging your relationship with them, and in doing so, sowing your own seeds of discord amongst your brethren. In the parable, God places the burden on himself in that he instructs the reapers how to separate the wheat from the tares. This means we have to develop within ourselves the capacity to disagree without being disagreeable and to tolerate people's liberty to hold to their own convictions, whether they were wrought by inception or not. The best way for us to navigate this world full of spiritual wickedness and information warfare is to realize that we're all on a journey together to find the truth. We all may be at different stages along the way, but as long as we agree that God will lead us all to the truth in the end, I think we'll be just fine. The Uncommon Truth. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast from our friends at Take This Seriously Media. Please be sure to visit our website, takethisseriouslymedia.com for free resources to expand your Uncommon Truth Toolkit.
The Uncommon Truth.